You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. This show is sponsored by Kingdom Builders Live. I want to tell you about Tamara Lowe and Kingdom Builders Academy because I did something very unusual. I actually went to them and asked them to sponsor this podcast. The reason I did that is because of the amazing results that they've been getting for everyday Christians over the last five years, turning them into best-selling authors, high-ticket coaches, and successful public speakers. If you're looking to make your first 100K as a writer, speaker, coach, or online entrepreneur, I give my highest recommendation to Tamara Lowe and Kingdom Builders Academy. I've personally gone through her training and I hired her to be my coach to help me get to the next level in my business. Now, Tamara Lowe is a New York Times bestselling author and has worked with world leaders like George Bush, Billy Graham, Colin Powell, Mother Teresa, Peyton Manning, and many more. She is recognized as the number one expert in teaching Christians how to increase their income, impact, and influence. Now, coming up very soon, Tamara is putting on a free three-day live online event called Kingdom Builders Live that will show you how to go from zero to six figures in as little as 12 weeks as an author, speaker, coach, or online entrepreneur. You can get all the details and register for free at www.kingdombuildersevent.com. And when you use that link to register for free, Tamara has even agreed to send you a free copy of her best-selling book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your God-Given Purpose. This is something she is doing exclusively for my listeners of this show. So register now for Kingdom Builders Live and get a free copy of Tamara Lowe's book at kingdombuildersevent.com. Listen, if you've ever wanted to write best-selling books, impact lives as a public speaker, launch your own coaching program, create online courses, or start an online business, then your next best step is to register for Kingdom Builders Live, a free three-day live online event. You could grab your free ticket now 
and get a free copy of Tamara's book at kingdombuildersevent.com. That's kingdombuildersevent.com. And now on to today's show. Today, my featured guest is Brent Keltner, and he is a PhD who believes that buyers and customers are hungry for authenticity. His Revenue Acceleration Playbook introduces a simple value narratives framework that will put your go-to-market team on the path to top performance. Startup Nation, maybe you are the entire team. That's okay. You got to start somewhere. Now, Brent is president of Win Analytics uh, LLC uh, and spent more than a decade as a revenue leader at Kaplan Adju Ventures uh, plus Delta Partners and Collegiate Link and 10 years as a PhD social scientist at Stanford and the Rand Corporation. Brent's clients have included, among others, Admit Hub, uh, Ascend Learning, Credo Reference, Dealer Raider, Lexmark, Immersion, and TrueFit. You can find them at winalytics.com. That's winalytics.com. Brent Keltner, welcome to your first 100K Top 100 podcast on iTunes in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and take a minute, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Hey, Joseph. Thank, thanks for having me. I love the introduction. I have been that go-to-market team of one on more than one occasion. So I have a lot of empathy for your uh, for your your audience. Um, but no, I think you captured it well. Um, I, you know, started. I was trained as a PhD social scientist and was really good at selling research projects and research interviews because I had a method we're going to talk about today. Some very specific tips on how to make it all about your buyer, how to make it all about the other person on the other side, and. Had a lot of success with that. And then I transitioned to the commercial world. I took the PhD. I went to Kaplan, worked in their higher education group, uh, selling into corporations, the Greek programs. Uh, and then I went to Edu Ventures, as you mentioned, et cetera. And it was interesting as I went to the commercial side uh, and I started leading go-to-market teams, bigger ones. Now, not as an entrepreneur, but bigger teams. And all the resources that my buddies in business sent to me were all about the product product positioning, competitive battle cards, how you could price the bundling. And I was like, where's the customer? So I went right back to what I had done at RAND for research interviews, which is reach out about what's in it for them, share names, name drops, people they might recognize. I was working with bank executives, telecom executives, insurance companies, recognize other companies that are participating in your research interviews that they might recognize get on the phone and ask them what they're working on and what would be a win for them in terms of what they could learn from you, actively recap. So I just went right back to, I had run an authentic conversations, an authentic buyer journey. Research interviews have been really successful. I trained my go-to-market teams to do the same. Forget about your product until you know why your buyer is talking to you, what makes them more successful, then share your product, see if they see a fit. If they don't see a fit, you know, stop wasting both of your time. Your time is precious too. Uh, and then qualify forward. So that's a little bit more on uh, introduction and how we got to this book and this approach. Very cool. Now, Startup Nation, you probably know you need to do this the same way I know I needed to do this years ago, but I still 
wasn't doing it. I didn't know how to do it. I knew I had to do it. I didn't know how to do it, right? How do I find out? How do I study my client? How do I be a social scientist of one, you know, and, and, and study my client and ask them? I didn't know how to do it. So we're going to get in that to that today. Bren's going to give you some of his best tips and, and secret strategies for you uh, to start doing that today so that you really uh, make your product all about your client and make more sales because of it. All right. So Brent, um, before we get into your story, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Well, we, we started on this Um uh, we we are um, you know pretty committed Christians, uh, people of faith, and um, you know one I, I one of the things I loved about this journey on authenticity wins and the book is that it kind of brings my hard driving business life together with Christian principle in the sense that at the end of the day if you live into the golden rule and how you sell like what am I doing for you. Uh, you, as you said, you do a lot better when you start with your buyer and how to make your buyer more successful. It's kind of enlightened self-interest as social scientists talk about it. We think about it as a golden rule. You, you actually do better. They mm -hmm. do better. You do better. Uh, and it doesn't mean that you just do whatever they ask because part of being authentic is, you know, how can I help you? How can I help you be more successful? And then once we have agreement on that and okay, and what will you do, right? What can I ask you to do to deepen our conversation on a partnership? So for me, people don't know that much in my business life. They know me as a hard driving revenue executive, right? But it's a faith-based perspective that has, for me, led to a much more effective way of engaging buyers and letting people be more successful and enjoy their work a lot more. When I'm a guide for my buyers, that's a heck of a lot better than being a battle around, you know, trying to get them to buy my product, which they might not want. You know, as a faith-based entrepreneur yourself, uh, making your clients more money is a vehicle of evangelization, is it not? Amen. You now have their attention. Like if you put more money in people's pockets, you have their ears, period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and God can use that. So, all right, let's get into it. How did you make your first $100,000? How'd you make your first six figures go back in time with Winalytics? Um, how did you get that going? Right. Paint us a, a, a picture. Tell us that story. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I think um, I'll tell you that first. Um, so I had been a successful revenue leader uh, after, you know, four times. And I was like, man, I can do this for a bunch of people. And I can make more money and I can be independent, right? I don't have to depend on my CEO changing the bogey on the <laughs> annual goal or the board or whoever it was I was reporting to. So I, what I said is, hey, I'm going to start doing this on a more fractional basis. I will do what I've done with teams. And I started working for two or three companies being their contract CRO. Uh, being their contract uh, sales leaders. And what I was always looking for is bigger teams where I didn't actually have to own the number. Uh, I could actually build their playbooks and coach up their team around how to run those and be better. But it took a long time. I mean, honestly, I did embedded fractional work for five years before I could do 100% the more scalable work 
around uh, playbooks, building playbooks, the go-to-market playbooks, process, and consulting. Um, so my first 100K was just being doing what I had done on a fractional basis as a leader, but making more money because I could leverage my expertise across a bunch of clients. Um, and I'll, I have a follow-up, but I'll let you ask your next question to see if you have the same, same direction. Yeah. So I find it interesting because you were plugging yourself in, in the early days to other people's processes, their sales processes, their revenue processes and systems, and you were amplifying their results, right? But you didn't have your own process yet to call your own, right? Um, And, and that takes something that takes time. And I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of my audience, in fact, don't get the time that's required to work out the bugs, uh, the nuances in your own process and your own system. I remember when I started my coaching practice, uh, elite men's coaching, uh, two and a half years ago, I was terrible in the beginning. Like, there's no question about it. I had no system. I had some raw talent and I asked really good questions. Uh, and from that, my early clients got results, right? Because that's what it's all about is help them lead them to their own answers. Uh, but I had no system around it, no blueprint where I could take them step by step down this customer journey. Now, over the past two and a half years, I've developed that. And it's a system and a process unique to me. Nobody else in the world has it. And it gets amazing results and miracles in men's lives. So, I just wanted to point that out for you, Startup Nation, that Brent's journey of taking five years was working out the bugs as he's creating his own system based on what he's learning and implementing with his current clients. Is that about right, Brent? Yeah, no, I love the way you said that. It was, I think about it, it took me five years to fully work out my own system. And it took me, honestly, six or seven years to say, I, I know this business is going to be a success. You know, now I'm working on how big can I make the business? But at this point, I have enough of a referral base and but took a long, long time. And for me, it was because I was passionate about this area that I committed to it. Right. I picked something I was passionate about. And for your audience, I would say I had before I went to Kaplan, I came out of academics and actually did a startup with my brother. Uh, who had a successful business in Asia, East Asia, on sec- English as a second language. Mm-hmm. And I did it because I, I'm a very good language student. I learned both Spanish and German fluently. Um, and it was like, I wanted to do something entrepreneurial, but I didn't care about language learning. You know, I was not passionate. I had never been a language teacher. I didn't care. So we did it for two or three years and I quit. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm going back to get a job because I need to make more money. And I don't really, I mean, I'm mm. exaggerating. I didn't really quit it, but the business, we got to a certain level. For me, picking something you're passionate about and that you feel like you have unique skills, it will take time, but the rewards are just compounding as you build out your method. But it starts mm. with the passion. I agree. And passion, I think, is comes from the heart, not the head. Right. So your head was in that first business, but your heart wasn't. So it faded well right said. over time. Now, well this said. business, your heart's in it, but then your head has to develop the skill set, which takes four or five years, you know, give or take. And then they they kind of match and align. And once your heart is in a business and your head, your skill set, your talents, your abilities, your confidence, 
oh my gosh, right? Sky's the limit. Then it's, okay, how do we scale this? So Startup Nation, I hope that speaks to you. Find that little clue. What's that one part that you're missing that we just spoke about? And really develop that. All right, Brent, what's the biggest mistake you've made in this business and how do we avoid it? Yeah, I think the biggest mistake uh, I made in this business was honestly doing the embedded work too long, right? What do you the mean fractional. By that? Uh, so we did, I actually hired a team, uh, you know, we had a small team of four or five folks that were doing now fractional prospecting work and fractional uh, kind of sales and pipeline management. Like for, for people sales. in my audience that don't know what fractional is, what's another way to say that? Yeah, so we were their outsourced sales team. Okay. And I did it because the dollars were there. It wasn't where I wanted to go as a business. So I took the dollars, mm. um, right? And it took longer, honestly, because I took the dollars rather than focusing on what was our secret sauce and getting there quicker and just making a little bit less money for mm. a couple of years, right? Um, took longer to get uh, to that completely specified system. And it honestly was the pandemic were a bunch of those early companies that were, we were uh, doing the sales outsourced sales team went away. Mm -hmm. Now we had to replace the revenue. So now it was just like full bore, got to get bigger clients for consulting playbooks. And, and, and then the business just really started to get its own energy by focusing on what we were uniquely good at. So what would you say to startup nation right now on how they should avoid that mistake you made? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's like, you got to, you know, pay yourself what you got to pay yourself. And we all have bills and, and stuff. Um, but I just think keeping your eye on the prize of really the excitement of entrepreneurship is when you get to that scalable thing you do uniquely, mm -hmm. that you can kind of continue just find more and more ideal buyers for. So I think just committing to that thing that you think you're really good at, and avoiding the what when you just, you know, you've seen this, like, People come to you and they say, oh, you're do, you do this. Do you also do this? And you're like, yeah, okay, I'll take those dollars. And that can be a killer, right? Yeah, just taking the sure. dollars because they're there. And so I think just focusing on the thing you're really good at, just finding more and more people that get what you're good at um, is important. The focus. I think the balance, and correct me if you disagree, Brent, uh, the balance startup nation is it's okay to focus on the money, chasing the money uh, up until the point that your bills are paid. Okay. Then make the switch over to the passion, right? And really the client focus, but it's difficult to focus on the passion and the clients when you can't pay your bills every month, right? You're like, no, I need the money. I need the money. Okay. So chase the money until the bills are covered. And then switch over and make it all about the clients. And I think you could do well. What do you think, Brent? I think that's an excellent way to think about it, Joseph. And it, to put it in my case, like, so yes, I was a fractional uh, CRO and VP of sales and that paid my bills. But then I built a team around something non-core because I could make a bit more money. Mm -hmm. So better path for me would have been start there then just continue to sell more consulting and build a team around that. I, I like that. You know, take the take the dollars until you pay your bills and then kind of commit to that secret sauce thing. Excellent. What's the number one marketing strategy that helped you attract more customers in the early days? I mean, I, I think it's the number one marketing strategy at any point. It's figure out why your customers buy and sell it to other people like them. 
Okay, how do we do that? Break it down. Yeah, so if I think about where were our early uh, wins, it was in companies selling into higher education. They might be selling things around how do you help recruit or retain more students, or it was on the corporate side training and development offerings. Um, and so, you know, asking the mainstays of the world or asking the immersions of the world, what really were the problems that we solved for you that you couldn't solve for yourself? And how did we change your sales team and the way they were selling to their customers, writing it down and then going out to other higher ed or um, lookalike customers that were also selling into corporate training. So it was basically thinking about who are our successful customers, who are their peers that might wanna hear about what we're doing um, and the problems that we're solving for our existing customers. All right, so Startup Nation, uh, if you are running a solopreneur business right now and maybe you're a coach uh, and you're just working with some individual clients, you're just getting going, uh, you're working out the bugs in your coaching, you're building your confidence, go to the the one, two, or three clients you've already worked with, maybe at a very significantly reduced amount just to get some clients, and ask them that question, Brent posed. Hey, what did I do to help you that you couldn't figure out on your own before you met me? Like, what was that thing where I really moved you forward or got you unstuck? Right? And then take their language, their phrasing, not your phrasing, their phrasing, and that's your marketing copy now to attract more people like them. And then ask them for referrals. Like people attract like people. Hey, who else do you know that also is stuck where you were stuck before you met me? Yep. Brent, anything you'd add to that? No, you captured it really, really well. And I, one thing I love that you said uh, was use their language. One of the great things to asking your successful customers, one, two, or three, why they bought for you is then their language is going to be more similar to people like them than your language. And I'll give you just a really simple example of that. We last year, we hit a pocket of momentum with companies selling to old line manufacturers, whether those are people that are, you know, bottling manufacturers or paper and pulp manufacturers or cement manufacturers, because a lot of that world is now going digital. How do I automate stuff? And so a lot of the sales teams have to, they have their own sales transformation efforts. Mm. So honestly, we won three quick accounts. And then I just started reaching out to other people selling into manufacturing and say, hey, we're working with, you know, Parsable and Seam and NECI on sales transformation around their clients' digital transformation. Are you working on that? Question mark. Would you like to hear more about what we're doing with them? So our language is go to market. Their language is sales transformation. I just use the language and digital transformation of the folks in that sector and boom, got a couple of immediate hits, built a pretty quick pipeline of other folks working on industrial automation because I used their language in reaching out to people like them. It's exactly the right advice. Mm, that's so cool. I remember when I started with the uh, coaching practice for men, I was speaking about, you know, transformation and, and I can help you, uh, you know, just go from that place of just anxiety and in your marriage and your family and your parenting, et cetera. And then I worked with a few guys and then I, I said, Hey, what helped me? What? And they gave me the language of like, Hey, I was angry. I was angry, man. And I was stressed like 24 seven. And you helped me to get like peace 
and, and, and really start finding my purpose. So now my language is like, hey, you want to go from angry and stressed to peace and purpose in 90 days or less? I'm your guy, right? <laughs> and it's their language. I didn't have to come up with it, but I yep. did have to get humble enough to say, I think I'm wrong on my own language, right? It's not about what I think sounds clever. It's about what's the language that they resonate with? What are they yep. looking for? What are they searching for? All right, Brent, give us your top three tips and strategies for Startup Nation. What do they do this week? That well, you just forward? got number one, right? Which is huge, which is sell with your customer voice. Use their language. And it takes a measure of humility. I love that you use that word. A lot of people, when we sell, we make it all about us and our product and how we talk about things. If you want to sell faster, just be humble enough to say, you know what? I got to learn from my market. What language do they use and sell forward? So that's number one. Um, number two is, honestly, the easiest way to sell is just to ask your buyers, what are you working on? What's keeping you up at night? Right in your language, do you have too much anger in your marriage? And what would be a win for you? If we were to work together in 90 days and six months, how would you know you were more successful? So just asking your buyer honestly, to build their own success statement for working together is a, a very, very powerful selling technique because all the momentum now comes from helping them envision a better future. Brent, I'd like you to just walk us through those three questions again one more time because Startup Nation has got their pen and paper out and they're like, Brent, you said it way too fast for me. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's some version of, um, you know, and everybody can come up with their own, but hey, you know, in the area we're talking about, tell me more about what you're working on currently. What are you working on in your current life or with us? What are you working on in terms of go-to-market strategy? Um, you know, what what's what's working, what's not working for you right now that you think I might be able to help with? But the most important thing is, and if we had a chance to work together in six months, what would be success for you? in 30 days, in 90 days, what would be success for you? How would you know if we were successful together? What would get you doing a touchdown dance? If we had a chance to work together, what would have you dancing in the end zone? What would make you a hero to your wife? What would make you a hero to your boss? So it really is that last question, just getting them to talk about how, what is the more successful future that you can help them create? Hmm. Fantastic. All right, Brent, take us around the bend here. What's your number one success habit that helps you stay motivated and take consistent action? Yeah, I think, the, and this is the third tip is, honestly, always ask your buyers at the end of uh, a call what they're willing to do next to deepen the conversa conversation and then align your actions to what they're willing to do next. If they're willing to do nothing, probably you don't want to do a lot more. But the, if you think about good selling, we, they need to say there's a more successful future. They see us as part of that. But then they need to take action. They need to go talk with their wife on whether they, they're open to spending the money on professional coaching. Or in my case, the VP of marketing might have to talk to the CRO, the VP of sales. Are they interested? They have to say, hey, is this an immediate priority? for me? Or is it just something I'm just kicking the tires, right? This is we're going to do training in six months. So they have to tell us 
how high a priority, what actions they're going to take next. And then I can align my actions to their actions. And that is the number one sales productivity tip. Ask your buyers what they're willing to do, align your actions at the right level to what they're willing to do so you can close what's closable. That makes it sound a lot easier, Brent. It really does. It takes the heaviness out of sales. Like I got to manipulate. I got to come up with the perfect thing to say and close and then hit all their objections. And you're like, nah, just ask them like, hey, what are you willing to take action on? What does that actually look like? And then whatever they say, well, you know what? I'd love to jump on a call with you. Hey, guess what? I'm available to jump on a call with you. Like (laughs) it's just right there. You just match it. All right. Uh, Welcome to the hustle round, Brent. We're speaking with Brent Keltner, president at winalytics.com. Brent, the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I said that so fast. What's your favorite thing about being a business owner? Uh, Independence. Independence. What's your least favorite thing? Financial stress. (laughs) <laughs> I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of being human. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Um, the next phase of business growth. Yeah. I, I don't that. know. Like what was the right way to scale with the capital I have? Got it. What are you most afraid of? Uh, my family, my, my, my kids dying before I do, honestly. If my, something happened to my family, it would kill me. Mm. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Um, reaching out to people that were not ideal buyers, going way too broad, right? I, I did the broad outreach to everybody who could talk to me as opposed to what I said is, who have I been successful with and how do they describe success? Yeah, you chase the money for too long. Chase the money for too long. What secret fear do you have about people? I don't, there's none that jumps to mind. Can I skip that? Sure. No. What secret fear do I have about people? I I guess I have a secret fear that people actually are as selfish as they appear sometimes. Ah, now that's a real fear. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Uh, Delegate. Not not be a control freak and think I have to do everything because that really slows down business growth. I specialize in working with very successful little control freaks. (laughs) What is a new habit you're going to create? What is a new habit I'm going to create? Um, I've got a lot of habits. I I think just, um, you know, continuing as our business scales, the habit of letting go Mm. on the things I've delegated, just letting them go and, believing they'll take their course in the right direction. And if not, somebody will learn something from it. Faith and humility. That's what's required there. Whoa. What's a bad (laughs) habit you're going to break? Well, I have wrestled with anger my whole life. So I, that is an ongoing struggle. (laughs) Wow. You know, being being short with people, just kind of getting that dig in because I can. (laughs) He's like, but I'm good at anger. Why would I want to get rid of it? Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, Intense, loyal, and uh, curious. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in this business. (laughs) Uh, Angry, 
stressed and um, uh, stretched. Wow, you sound like my clients. Uh, and last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about success, what would you say to them? I'd say enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Okay. Homework assignment. This is where you get to give my audience a homework assignment this week that they got to take action on. What's one action Startup Nation can take, should take this week to grow their business, income, impact? Very first one that we talked about, which is if you have not talked to your top customers, top two or three about why they're working with you, go have a conversation with them about that. What's the best way to do it? Can I cheat and hide behind my phone with a text? Is it via email? Is it in person? What is it? Email and phone, whatever you reach out with them. But your question was exactly the right one, which is, hey, we're we're doing some updates on our positioning so we can go find more people like you. Would love just to hear some language from you on why we're working with you, why you're working with us, how you've been more successful that we can put into our website copy, into our outreach copy. They'll be flattered, honestly. 80, 90% 80, 90% of people will agree and you will get a ton smarter about how you find other people like them. That's awesome. BC Nation, uh, sorry, Startup Nation. That's my other show. Startup Nation, uh, what I just did recently is I reached out to a few of my top clients, the ones I really like working with, and I was honest with them. I said, hey, you're one of the the cl- my few favorite clients. Like I love working with you. Would you be willing to jump on a 15-minute Zoom with me? I have some questions uh, just to dig deeper into what other men are looking for. And I I had my questions ready to go, and I just did a quick 15-minute interview. And man, the gold that came out of that was so rich. I had the exact language. It was recorded on Zoom. I could go back to it and analyze it. So Startup Nation, maybe think about doing that with your clients. Pick your top three that you want to get more of. Don't think of the ones that pay you the most but are miserable and cause all the headaches. Who do you want more of? All right, Startup Nation, if you enjoy this show, go to iTunes or Stitcher and write an honest review right now. And if I like what you write, I may or may not give you a shout out live on the show. Why not? Get your name out there across the world. Let's go, people. All right, Brent, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you, get your book? What do you got? Yeah, so um, they can go to our book website is authenticitywins.com. You can download a, you can order the book, pre-order the book right there. It comes out in April, or you can download for free uh, the uh, introduction and the first chapter of the book. So that's how I'd get in touch with the book. If you want to get in touch with me, I would just email me at B-K-E-L-T-N-E-R at Winalytics, W-I-N-A-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com. All right, Startup Nation, that's B as in Brent Keltner at winalytics.com. B Keltner at winalytics.com. Brent, thanks for doing that. Thanks for sharing your personal email with uh, my audience. I hope you get overloaded in your inbox and it stresses (laughs) you out and gets you angry. And then you're like, you know what? I got to call Joseph. All right. All right, Startup Nation, uh, thank you uh, for having Brent on. Thank you for listening to our show. Thank you for the honest review. You're going to go right on iTunes or Stitcher right now. Join me next week. And Brent, I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. 
brother. Thanks for a great conversation. Great questions. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.